Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, it's Monday, 8 August, year of our Lord, 2022. You're in the War Room. Uh, we are going to take some time eventually, and I think it's going to be more to break down everything from CPAC, the speech, all the segments, some people we met, uh, what we learned from the posse, uh, direction of the show, all of that. Also to walk through, we've got a very busy next two or three weeks where all these primaries wrap up uh, for the uh, for the run-up to the under 90 days, I guess, now to go in, uh, in the run-up to November 8th. But we got a lot of wood to chop today in Wisconsin. Second hour, we're going to be in Wisconsin going through these incredibly tight races up there. In these primaries, uh, we're going to go to Minnesota here. I think we got we got Royce White, and we're going to have Doug Wardlow, uh, and uh, Royce White uh, today endorsed by Mike Lindell. Doug Wardlow has already been endorsed by Mike Lindell. But I got to start in the great state of Arizona, the Attorney General. I think of all the races that we had, this is probably the most surprising, uh, just for the simple fact that uh, my guest Abe Hamaday, I don't think was as well known or whole, as high profile as Mark Fincham or Carrie Lake or Blake Masters, but Abe, here's the good news, buddy. You may be late to the big name, uh, you know, the big name and headlights uh, uh, thing, but brother, have you got the left melting down? I, I've never seen anything like it. So I said, that's why I said, hey, Hamaday was our guy because they are apoplectic <laughs> uh, about. Why is that? Why? Why? What have you done, brother? That has these people just completely vapor locked on the even the concept of Abe Hamaday. Former, uh, what, Army intelligence officer, you know, de served this country, patriot. Why are they so worked up? Why is the left so worked up about you? You seem like a pretty nice guy to me. Uh, Dave, well, you know what it is? Because I'm not a novice. You know, I got my start in politics back in 2007, you know, working on the Ron Paul campaign for president, actually. So I've been around this movement and the, you know, the Tea Party movement and the America First movement for a while. And I speak my mind and I know how to get results done. So that's what scares them. And I'm not beholden to the establishment. I mean, if you look at Arizona, all of us, Finch and myself, Carrie Lake, Blake, we did this despite the establishment, right? And the establishment, the status quo is losing so much control right now. But the Democrats have collectively lost their minds over this as well. They think they have an opportunity now, but I don't think they understand how out of touch they are with, with Americans. So, you know, this is where I, within 48 hours of my win, I've received the endorsements of the top law enforcement uh, organizations in the state of Arizona. They're not even entertaining supporting a Democrat. My, my Democratic opponent, you know, wants to defund the police, been endorsed by Planned Parenthood. So they're not even entertaining that. Uh, we all recognize that the solution to move this country forward is America first. So, you know, although I wasn't getting a lot of the attention, you know, we were we, we definitely crushed our opponents. We won by double digits. And, you know, I, I've, I'm sad to say I've embarrassed some of my opponents. Some of them have been prestigious judges before. They ran for office multiple times. But, you know, I don't care. I speak my mind and we get results done. And that's what Arizonans want. That's what the American people want as well. Too. Let's connect. I want to connect those two dots. Number one, the Democrats are out of touch. And I want to be specific and, 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 and link it to really coming out, you know, boom, immediately. The, the I want to go through what law enforcement uh, groups uh, advocated for your, came in and endorsed you right away. So talk, talk to me about how they're out of touch and how that translates to the top law enforcement uh, groups in Arizona coming in and having your back. Absolutely. Well, if you look at my Democratic opponent, she was, you know, she was supported by top billionaire Tom Steyer back four years ago. Literally, her one of her top priorities in the office is to implement Green New Deal uh, type of legislation. She, she wants to have a big environmental 
uh, activist role at the attorney general's office. Second, she's called for uh, removing bail. She doesn't want bail. So she wants to turn our Arizona cities into San Francisco and Chicago. So these are the policies that are just so out of touch with Americans. I mean, we've seen the consequences of what's going on in New York City and Chicago and San Francisco. And yet the liberal left wants to bring that here in Arizona. So and then to top it all off, I mean, look at the border situation. She barely, she doesn't even mention the border. I mean, sometimes she mentions fentanyl, but fentanyl, you know, it's a direct consequence of a wide open border that, that Joe Biden has created. So, you know, the organizations that endorsed me within 48 hours was the Arizona uh, Conference of Police and Sheriffs, as well as the Arizona Fraternal Order of Police, and as well as uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb down in Pinal County. So, you know, we're, we're going to unite the sheriffs and the police organization to, to stop uh, my Democratic opponent from turning Arizona into a Gotham city. Let's talk about that for a second. You know, the experiment in San Francisco, uh, the guy got recalled. Gascon is being under pressure of being recalled in Los Angeles. The cashless bail with uh, with Alvin Bragg in uh, in New York City is an absolute catastrophic disaster. Even the mayor, who is his buddy, is sitting there blaming that. What? How does she make? Because they're all, you know, what they're going to do now, Abe, she's going to become Miss Law and Order. You know how these right. people do that. All of a sudden, she's all for the police. You know, they're going to run an ad. They're going to dig up something to say, no, Abe Hamaday wants to defund the police. Abe Hamaday wants open borders. Abe Hamaday's a, a, a radical. Because you know how they do this. They just completely put, they put money in TV ads for low information voters and just lie. Right. So, so, so what is she? she she's for cashless bail. She wants ca- with all the experiments out there. Her record is she still wants cashless bail in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. She she had the statement that came out in November of last year. Obviously, she's going to try walking that back. And if you look, she, when she was talking about the uh, death penalty, she opposes the death penalty here in Arizona. Arizona just restarted um, our death penalty in June. So we have 110 uh, people on death row, but she wants to put all pauses to that. And this is the society that they're creating. They want to empower criminals. And, you know, as attorney general, this is why the law matters, Steve. What, what the left has done is they've been so openly hostile to the law and try to, try to have it serve its own means that, you know, they've really eroded the whole idea of, of law and order. And that's why it's really rich when she, you know, she says that I'm a, literally her and the Democratic uh, Att- Attorney General Association, they said that I'm a threat to democracy. You know, here I am. I literally this time, honestly, this time actually last year, I, I had just arrived to Fort Bragg for my army deployment overseas, Steve, literally August 8th. So, and yet here I am defending my country overseas and I'm having this liberal academic professor who used to be a journalist lecturing me on that I'm a threat to democracy. And that's where we're not going to take it. We're not going to accept it. So obviously we need, we need to get the resources out there to combat all the lies and, and, and all the, the stuff that she's going to coming after us. But, you know, we've got the right support and we're going to win this along with the entire Trump America first flight in Arizona. Uh, Bernovich had a lot of fans, but also a lot of people felt with his credentials and experience, he didn't really, he didn't really um, execute in the attorney general's office to the degree that he should have. Uh, what do you tell people to say, hey, we can't have another Bernovich? As much as some people did like Bernovich quite a bit, but we can't have another Bernovich. What's your response to that? Why is Abe Hamaday going to be different? Well, maybe different totally in terms of style, in terms of substance, in terms of policy as well. I mean, when you actually had the certification of November 2020, Bernovich was there as a witness. He, uh, and I wouldn't have signed it based off all of the, all the facts that were coming out at the time. So that, that's one area where I'm, I'm much more different than Bernovich. But if you look at the COVID lockdown, I mean, you know, here it was all of us who take office swear an oath to the Constitution of the United States. How quickly did we, we give up our constitutional rights in the name of this COVID hysteria, Steve? And I was looking for some leadership at the attorney general's office with Bernovich and, and he failed us. So that, that's where, you know, too often our, our politicians, they look at the polls before making their decisions. When I'm attorney general, I'll look at the constitution before I make mine. So that, that's, that's in terms of, you know, the, the, how I'm much different than Bernovich, but also he doesn't seem to be taking the fight to the left. Right. Too often Republicans wait for the fight to come to them. But no, we're going to be going on offense this November. That's why when we say we're going to secure our border, along with Governor Kerry Lake, where you are going to classify it as an invasion. She can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. We need a good team effort 
here at the executive level as well as with our uh, our legislative branch too. But also we need to have good congressional and and senator uh, um, uh, uh, folks in D.C. to fight on our behalf in Washington. So this is where we're talking about what we built is a movement that's unlike anything we've ever seen, Steve. Abe, how can people follow you on social media and how they get to the website, find out, learn more about you and to uh, look at whether they want to support you or not? Absolutely. Well, we definitely need to restock our coffers because uh, we spent it battling our, our rhino weak need opponents. Uh, but they can go to abeforag.com, A-B-E-F-O-R-A-G.com, and they can follow me on Twitter, Getter, and Truth at Abraham Hamaday. Abe, thank you very much. Uh, fight on, brother. Abe Hamaday in Arizona run for the Attorney General. Let's go from the southern border and the desert to the land of lakes in our northern border. That would be the great state of Minnesota in the same the same billet, Attorney General Doug Wardlow. Doug, uh, walk us through what separates you out. There's always somebody who won at the convention. You've challenged them pretty extraordinarily in, in a, for a primary. It's tomorrow. Uh, why was the rhino that got nominated, why were, why were they not best? To take on Keith Ellison, why? Why are you coming forward and making the case that people should vote for you? You're better. You've got a better shot at this. Well, thanks for having me on, Steve. Uh, so my my rhino opponent is just that he is a rhino. He is weak. He is, he is overly moderate. He'll, he would be an ineffectual attorney general. You know, I'm a constitutional lawyer, a litigator. My opponent, he's got zero courtroom experience. So he's never represented a client in court. So how can he represent the people of Minnesota and the state of Minnesota in some of the largest constitutional and criminal cases that there are? So he's not qualified for the job. And then, you know, Soros backed Keith Ellison. He will make short work of my opponent, were he the nominee, just by pointing out that he's so woefully unqualified. Uh, So I needed to step in and run to make sure that we can defeat Keith Ellison. And because the endorsement process was tainted by lies and smears and and, and schemes, and, you know, uh, the the rhino elites that control the state party here uh, have been trying to get me out of politics for quite some time. They don't want a bold conservative. They don't want a bold America first uh, populist conservative uh, in the office of attorney general. And they certainly don't want one that, that is going to do bold things on day one like I'm going to do. And they know that I will follow through and actually investigate and prosecute voter fraud. You know, my opponent uh, in the primary, he uh, told the, the Star Tribune here, well, actually, he refused to answer the question whether he thought the 2020 election was stolen. He will not talk about election integrity or voter fraud. He won't say whether he thinks the election was stolen. That's because he doesn't think that the election was stolen. But we all know that it was. That election was corrupted and stolen. We need a bold America First candidate as attorney general to investigate and prosecute voter fraud and election crime, to follow all leads, to make sure we're putting people in prison for violating our laws, including the laws that make voter fraud a felony. We're going to use our RICO laws to go after people that are planning uh, to rig our elections as well. There's a lot of work that needs to be done, and we've got to restore law and order too. Uh, my opponent, just not qualified to do any of that. We cannot have a, a weak rhino weak need uh, candidates running for these offices. We can't squander the opportunity this time around. This election is about uh, so much. It's about law and order and election integrity, but it's really about whether Minnesotans and Americans are going to cede control of our state here in Minnesota and then the country uh, to the radical left and the folks that want to undermine it and destroy it, the people that are anti-American. Or are we going to rally to the great cause of human freedom and get our country back on the path to its founding principles? So that's what we're going to do here in Minnesota when we retire Keith Ellison. So we need everybody to come to the polls tomorrow uh, to make sure that we can move forward and do just that. I want to hold you through the break for one second. Because it, it, you have two individuals that just not on the national stage, you have two individuals in the Democratic Party that in a radical Democratic Party are to the radical wing of the Democratic Party. And one of those is Congressman Omar and the other is Keith Ellison. Now, look, I don't agree with them at all, but they are global figures. And what I can't figure out, this is what I'd like you to ask answer on the other side. Well, here's what I can't figure out. How the Republican Party of Minnesota doesn't understand that. Why, when you have fire breathers like Royce White and you have Doug Wardlow, why do they understand you cannot defeat people of this stature, people that have this following with run-of-the-mill people? You just can't. You have to bring real warriors because these people have not just uh, local reputations, they have national reputations. And in Omar and Ellison's thing, not just the back end of George Shore, they have also international reputations. These are two title matches. I mean, these are these are big headlines, big personalities, and you gotta if you're gonna take on a big personality, you gotta go at them with big personalities. We're gonna turn in a second. Doug Wardlow is in a very tough primary. Game day is tomorrow. 
in the great state of Minnesota. Be back in a moment. Also, Dr. Peter Navarro joins us. His views in the economy next. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. And get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Doug Wardlow, uh, answer the question, please. Why did the Why does the Republican Party up there think you can just take on, you know, put up run of the mill people to take on people like Omar and, and and people like Keith Ellison? These are whether you agree with them or disagree with them, whether you like them or not, whether you like their policies, you like them as people. They're international figures. You're not going to just take them down with just average folks. So why does the Republican Party continue to do that, sir? Right. And that's exactly right. They do continue to do that. I think it's because the Republican establishment elites, the rhinos in our state that control the state party, they think small. They don't understand the stakes of this election or any election, really, but they don't see how close we are to the brink in Minnesota to passing that point of no return beyond which things will be irretrievable. And they don't see how close we are to the brink of passing that point of no return uh, for the country either. And I think it's kind of a willful blindness because they have their sinecures, they've got their comfortable positions, they've got their little fiefdoms that they like to control, and they don't want anything to upset that. They would actually rather lose to Keith Ellison and Elon Omar than they would uh, have bring in a bold candidate who is a big personality who can actually take them on and win. And I think it scared them in 2018 when I almost won the attorney general's race against Keith Ellison here in Minnesota. We came within about three and a half points gotten more votes than any Republican candidate has ever received in a midterm election in the history of our state for any office. And a lot of uh, people in the Republican hierarchy really were very glad that it didn't quite win. I mean, we got very close, but that was a very tough Democrat uh, wave election year. Uh, and now we're going to win this time around. But they were they were scared of, of me winning because they knew I would go in there and be bold, take bold action and actually you know lead from the front and, and stand up for our America first populist conservative uh, principles. They don't want that. They just want to, to be comfortable, to go along you know, the way they've been going. And if that means losing elections to people like Keith Ellison and Elon Omar, it doesn't really seem to me that they care all that much. They just want the same old, well, that's not going to work. And, and the people of Minnesota are, are, are tired of it. The people of America are tired of that kind of, uh, of, of bad politics. And so that's why I'm in this race, because we must defeat Ellison. We just about did it last time. We're going to do it this time. And then we will take bold action to turn things around. And that's got the radical well, left going crazy and, and the rhinos yeah. as well. The reason I'm so focused on this race, I tell people, think how different modern, recent modern American history would be if Doug Wardlow had beaten Keith Ellison in 2018. Uh, a lot. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah. It's one of the people say people don't. It's a lot. So you never know. That's why this race is so important. Doug, and maybe uh, we we're win. down to it was real yeah, close. There's voter ahead. fraud, right? So we might have won. A thousand, not even a question. Doug, uh, give people your social media and particularly how to follow you. This uh, the most intense 24 hours of this campaign is you know commencing now. So tell tell us about uh, how do people follow you and where are they supposed to go to support. Absolutely, go to the website, which is dougwardlowag.com. W A R D L O W. 
ag.com and uh, we, uh, contributions for our final push would be uh, excellent and, and very much welcomed and you can sign up to volunteer if you want to make some phone calls or anything like that and then of course follow us on facebook and on getter and on twitter and on truth social we're, we're easy to find on all of those different platforms uh, this is the final push this is a referendum whether uh, america versus conservatism is going to survive in the state of minnesota minnesota great state doug wardlow thank you we'll continue to monitor this closely you should Thanks, know, Steve. ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're going to have Matt DiPerno. Uh, they're, they're using lawfare against DiPerno already in the AG race. That's how much they fear him. we got Joe Kent. We're tracking down Royce White. This is intense. But I had to go out to my good friend, Dr. Peter Navarro. i got to get his sense. Dr. Navarro, one, I, want, I want you to give an assessment of the business media and the reporting on this. Whatever this thing was they jammed together and slapped together over the last couple of days, what's your assessment of what they've done? And I want you to grade on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being – uh, fabulous and, and one being horrific, the business press reporting of what happened, sir. Steve, congratulations on, on stealing the show at CPAC, dude. <laughs> that speech, I mean, I, I heard from a lot of people coming in. It's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, good job, man. Um, hey, look, you. this this bill, uh, what, what troubles, here's what troubles me from my years at the White House. I mean, one of the one of the things I was deeply working on was bringing our, our manufacturing on shore. Um, and the other was strategic energy dominance. And, and this bill really strikes a blow against both of those. I mean, here's the problem. They still don't understand in Washington that the more electric vehicles that you build, the more you need electricity, and therefore the more you need fossil fuels to generate the electricity. So they're chasing their tail in this whole climate change area because um, you're either setting, you're setting us up for effectively electricity shortages with this. Now, the other thing about this bill is it's anything but deplorable friendly. Electric vehicles, no matter how low that they're going to be priced, are still going to be above what black, brown, and blue-collar Americans are, wanna be, are going to be able to afford uh, to be driving around. And the last thing, Steve, about this bill, and this is why I give it a zero on this alone, um, is that uh, we we go from a world of gasoline under Trump, which is chief plentiful and taken underneath the soil of America, secure, to relying on lithium batteries, which come from Bolivia and China and all sorts of places around the world where we cannot depend on. So for me, the, the centerpiece fails. And then you've got the, the, the tax implications. Steve, you were, as always, ahead of the curve with Kirsten Sinema when you pointed out that, that she was going to be a holdout on the carried interest, which is like the hedge fund manager's best friend. And you called it, you know, she got she got that back out of the bill and what did they do they went they swapped it for okay. a, a tax on stock buybacks okay. which is not friendly yeah. to capital investment in this country so you go all the way around steve this is just a it's criminal to do this facing a stagflationary crisis okay. of proportions beyond which you and i can imagine but which you and i and cortez and others forecast months ago but but i gotta ask you something because you've been on this from the beginning on the fiscal side Right now, as you've taught me, would not be the time you'd want to do a Keynesian stimulus, right? At yes, the same time, you have, all these, you have all these bizarre taxes, particularly on the middle class, and particularly related to energy. Then at the same time, the one thing you should have done, the one thing we supported, and we said, hey, you know, if they just passes, <laughs> yeah. just got that, the carried interest on Larry Fink and their paymasters – of course they do that, and that's what I'm saying. The business media barely reports that. It's like in the ninth paragraph. Oh, by the way, cinema's one cinema's one thing is that she wanted to carry interest out. Hello. This is what I don't understand. This thing's such a grab bag. Is this nothing more than just payoffs to their their corporate sponsors and their lobbyists? And quite frankly, the 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 green energy stuff, they can't make it on its own. It either needs it needs subsidies. It's just you know, as you were at the White House, Elon Musk every day up there. You know, trying to track down Jared Kushner because they need they need underwriting. They need taxpayer underwriting to make any of this stuff even possibly be feasible. All of it's 
infeasible. Yeah, let me, but isn't this just a me, grab bag of, of a mansion sitting out there? I mean, yeah, it, this well, is Washington at its worst, is it not, Doctor Navarre? Well, well, first of all, mansion in West Virginia can come off looking like bandits. You know, they're going to be by the time the effects of this are going to hit. The West Virginia may be the only state standing in the union, but but that's another story. I get back to your original question, Steve. How would you grade the business press? I mean, the the unwritten story here is how this Inflation Reduction Act could ever possibly decrease inflation when it is in fact a Keynesian stimulus. The the easy answer is it won't in the first couple of years, okay? Because it is a Keynesian stimulus like throwing fire on inflation right now. But but most most of that inflation fight comes allegedly from the health care provisions. Okay? Which means that nobody's gasoline's gonna be cheaper. Nobody's fertilizer to make food's gonna be any cheaper. And so it's 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 just it's just a lie in so many ways that it's just I mean we had this policy discussion a couple of days ago, it's like we're just one or two policy decisions away from cat- catastrophe, and this this could be just enough to do that, Steve. So, um, yeah. hold, it, hold it, hold it, hang, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa! That's what I wanted to have you on today. We talked about this last week. We're one, maybe two away. Mistakes. That you can't unwind. Even a Trump can't come in and unwind. Can't it. unwind this. This this is where we're this is we're on the precipice right now. We had Cortez in here this morning to do this analysis. Do you believe that at this stage, with where inflation is and with the lack of underlying productivity in the economy, that this which it is, just another massive spending bill that's not really paid for. It's not paid for. Forget these taxes. It's not paid for. The taxes are going to be on the middle class, but they're never going to get the wealthy on this. I'm not even sure they're going to get the corporations or the stock buybacks. Are you, do you believe this may be one of those one or two that we only had left that could drive us over the cliff? It's a huge bill. It's, you know, it's, it's close to another trillion dollars on top of trillions and trillions of dollars. We have an inflation crisis, which is not going to be controlled. And remember, Steve, we've talked about the the Fed being a one-trick pony that you want to get rid of, by the way. That's a whole other discussion. Uh, But but the more the Fed tries to contain inflation with its one-trick pony, the more recession we get. I'll leave you with one stat, Steve. The labor force participation rate, which I watched closely for for four years in the Trump administration, went up. Biden has been going down, and we've lost over 2 million Two million people from the workforce, primarily because of policy decisions made by the Biden regime. That's catastrophe, sir. On top of catastrophe. Peter, just hang the break. I got to talk about the book and how people get the book because the book is very important. It's a blueprint. Short break. Dr. Navarro, Royce White, Joe Kent, Oscar Blue Ramirez. We got it all. Where? Right here in the war room. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that could never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. 
They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Peter, actually, there's been a couple, three times in our, our brotherly relationship that I've wanted to put you in leg irons. <laughs> why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Boom. Why is that? Why is that? CPAC, and he just, he's just truth-telling, baby. All right. <laughs> Talk to me about... No, seriously. Okay, when is the book coming you, out? You put me in leg get... irons. There's a whole, there's a whole <laughs> vignette in the book. About in taking back Trump's America, how uh, you, you put me in leg irons after I went on CNBC and made the best friggin' oh forecast my of my life, dude. For, if <laughs> and only, you, could, hey, you couldn't I, understand I, it because you were from the other side of the river. It was no, like above your no, head. No, it's like no, no, no. no. We're going no, to twenty five thousand on the Dow. No, <laughs> the only thing I wanted to do is I said, I said, what guy tells the world that we haven't gone long yet? Okay, we haven't gone long. Okay, Peter, the book, the yeah. so the first. First book in Trump time was amazing as far as the level of detail. Why was it CPAC? So many people had read it from our recommendation. They love it. They obviously love you. What What is different about this book and why is it, why in the run up to 2022? Uh, why do people need to get this now? Well, first of all, Steve, the audio edition is now up on Amazon. And there's a guy who who recently got a haircut and shaved named Steve Bannon, who steals the show in the audio edition. So go to PeterNavarro.com and you can find everything you need there or just go right to Amazon. This book, Steve, as, as we talk about what's going to happen in November, right? This Taking Back Trump's America book is the blueprint and battle cry for taking back not just the Trump White House in 2024, but also taking the House of Representatives is back from the clutches of Nancy Pelosi. And, and taking back Trump's America talks a lot about the difference between taking that House back for Republicans versus Trump Republicans. And the book is it really lays out, if people want to understand what, what Bannonites, populist economic nationalism is, what the MAGA movement is, what the Iron Triangle of MAGA is, it, the taking back Trump's America lays it all out. And look, it's like the central lesson of this that we've got to go forward. It's not just about winning the White House in 2024. It's about governing effectively. And one of the things I do, and I'm candid about this, you know me, Steve, there were just too many bad personnel inside. Bad personnel is not just bad policy, but it's bad politics. And that's part of the thing we've got to avoid. So this book, Taking Back Trump's America, deplorables, help us get this to number one on Amazon, on audio in print because it is the blueprint okay. that will get us to where we want to go let's 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 move out uh and, and do this do people can go to amazon right now and, and pre-order it or get the audio book immediately yes well no the audio book okay. you can pre-order as well we can okay we, fine, uh, it's, fine. we're working it down but but i'm going to be uh talking about this with you uh, well, we're going to we're going to we're going to pull some chapter we're going to pull some chapters and go through it. Last thing, could you get that T-shirt any tighter? Or are you just getting? Bo- are you the new Tom Fitton? Are you Tom? Uh, are you, are you <laughs> well, Tom Fitton? But you I'm know, my asking, legal problems get may lead to a point where I'm where I'm in one of those prison yards. <laughs> I want to represent. You know what I mean? So they leave me alone. Okay, so I'm pumping a little bit. I'm pumping a little iron there, brother. And you're looking pretty Doctor. good too, baby. Congratulations no, 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 again no. on CPAC. You're, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that on the show tomorrow. You're going to be my wingman there. Hey, you're yeah, going to be my yeah. bodyguard. Okay, still thank waiting you, for my Peter. CPAC invitation, by the way. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Peter, no, next time, Dr. Peter Navarro. Let's yeah. go to, we've had attorney, we've had attorney generals on today. We've had Arizona, Abe Hamaday won. He's now in a, a dogfight uh, in the general uh, in Minnesota. Huge election uh, tomorrow in the primary uh, for um, uh, Doug Wardlow, who's going to take on Keith Ellison or potentially take on Keith Ellison. I want to go to Mission, Michigan. Dana Nessel. Remember, this is the uh, the attorney general on audio, her own voice. This is not made up, her own voice 
she's laughing and uh, she was, you know, talking to people and she wants to put a drag queen in every public school in Michigan with the lack of performance of the public schools in the state of Michigan for the kids in Michigan, particularly in Detroit, to help those kids in Detroit. She wants to put a drag queen. She thinks that's a solution. She says that a solution is to put a drag queen in every school. Now, in a panic mode because she's got Matt DiPerno, who the polls show her up, what does she do? They go back to the old playbook, lawfare. She's she's going to bring a criminal charge against her opponent. It's it's really unbelievable this could happen in the United States of America, but it is happening as we speak. When I, bring, I track down Matt, I know he's out today on the campaign trail. Matt, what is going on? Why is your opponent, now that she's got her back to the corner, people? she's been exposed for the total hypocrite and phony she is and trying to groom children, right, with 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 drag queens in every public school. Can you imagine how disgusting and revolting that is for parents? They're trying to get their kids to get an education, to get a to get a, a, you know jobs in the in the in the world of the fourth industrial revolution, high tech manufacturing jobs, to have a a really a cretin like Dana Nessel laughing and mocking that we have to have a drag queen. No, it's so funny to her, uh, and yet she's going to come after you. The polls show she's down. So now she's reverted to bringing criminal charges against you. What's up, Matt? Yeah, that's what she says she's going to do. She is the most corrupt attorney general in the history of the state. She doesn't protect the rule of law. Uh, rather, she is a lawbreaker. She allowed Whitmer uh, during the lockdowns in Michigan to break the law. Uh, she didn't do any investigation regarding the COVID nursing home scandal. She allowed Secretary of State Benson to send out unsolicited unsolicited ballot applications. She told she allowed her to tell clerks to uh, not verify signatures. Uh, she's been complicit in the law-breaking efforts in this state. And what did I do? All I ever did was try to get to the bottom of whether there was fraud in this election. Uh, and now Dana Nessel comes out last evening. And, and keep in mind, this is five days before our county convention start. This is no surprise that she comes out now. She's trying to sow distrust across the state of Michigan. Uh, she comes out and says she is going to... Uh, uh, investigate me. She's been investigating me, she said, since February. While she knew I was her opponent, she has used taxpayer money to investigate her political opponent. It doesn't get any worse than that, Steve. People want to know, as this story came up today and we started, you know, we got ready to book you and I, I was talking to a number of people, what could be done about it? Because she's clearly out of control. She's been out of control not just is she corrupt, I think she's a, a unique combination. Dana Nessel's a unique combination. By the way, she's also somebody that I kind of consider a contributor to MSNBC. You know, we monitor MSNBC and CNN nonstop in the war room, my team, or the war room team. And Dana Nessel's up there, you know, every bit as much as Katie Hobbs. She's actually up there more than Whitmer. I think she's a contributor. She's not a corrupt. She's also incompetent. But people want to know how this can be stopped. How, how can people stop this use of office to try to criminalize politics and specifically in this case how, how does dana nessel get stopped well uh, right now we know what we've learned today is she's actually been shopping this case around around oakland county trying to find a friendly prosecutor uh, but nobody would take her case because they know how bad it is and they they've actually advised her we've understood don't do this. This is a terrible idea. You cannot weaponize your office against your political opponent. Uh, she's going forward, trying to do it anyway. She now says she's out seeking a special prosecutor to investigate us. And she's the one that leaked all of these documents. Keep that in mind. Uh, these investigations are supposed to be private uh, because that's, if you're serious about doing an investigation, you don't want anyone to know you're doing it. She leaked every document to the press last night. They put out a statement. And, 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 and seriously, Steve, she's using state-funded dollars to conduct an, an investigation against her opponent, which benefits her campaign. These are illegal campaign contributions also. I want everybody in the MAGA movement, everybody nationwide to understand something. We've got one up against the wall in Michigan. She's scared to death of Matt DiPerno, scared to death. She's in panic mode. She's shopping this prosecution, talk about a special prosecutor. She understands that if, uh, if she doesn't do something 
out of the ordinary and use lawfare, the Matt DePerna is going to beat her. And here's what, Dana Nessel, you've got to be thinking about. When Matt DePerno takes that office over, the complete and thorough investigation of all of your activities, I strongly believe there's going to be multiple crimes. Uh, that's why Dana Nessel, why, why she's doing this to Perno is very obvious. She understands that her reign of terror is about to end, and she understands what you will find in your investigation of how that office, how she can put herself in the office, and she understands that she's broken the law and there are criminal charges there. She gets it. That's why she's, this is going to be, this is going to be scorched earth. They're, they're, they're going to have to pry that office out of her dead cold hands, theoretically, right? Metaphor. Because she she understands that if you get in there, you be, you're beating her now. You will beat her more as things uh, become evident. And once you're in there with your team, what they're going to find is going to, wait for it, shock the nation. And they understand what they did. And, and the nursing homes alone, and what happened in the COVID. But the nursing homes alone, Matt DiPerno, your assessment of that. No, absolutely. She, uh, you know, I've been on the campaign trail now for uh, uh, since July, but I've been doing work uh, for a year and a half now on this issue uh, and, and on the lockdowns and what happened with the, the COVID infested homes, uh, how Whitmer sent uh, elderly to those homes and they died. Uh, I've been very vocal about that. I've said this needs to be investigated. They know what's coming. They have to stop me at any cost. So we need the help of your entire listening audience, Steve. Go to DePerno4MI.com. Help us out. Make a donation. We have to beat these Democrats in November. Matt DePerno is running for the attorney general's race up in Michigan. Matt, one more time. How do people, uh, how do people follow you on social media to keep up with this? Because this story is breaking every hour. Right now she's shopping, right? She's shopping trying to get a friendly prosecutor. This should tell you a lot about her character and, and the quality of her case even democrat prosecutors say hey you can't do this this is just this is so obvious what you're doing right that they don't want to have their careers ended matt how do people follow you on social media to keep up with this story uh twitter or truth at mdperno m-d-e-p-e-r-n-o uh and uh, uh facebook also or follow my uh, website deperno for imi.com that's our campaign site uh, go there, volunteer, make a donation. We need your help. Just imagine, Steve, if everyone in your listening audience made a, a $25 donation today. Uh, that's what we need. That's how we unite across this country to beat these radical Democrats. Matt DiPerno, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Take What's care. Okay? Remember, I know money is very tight for people. What you can be is a force multiplier. Go sign up. Learn how you can help out. Learn how you get the word out. Here's what we're seeing already. It's pretty obvious. And across the board, the Democrats are going to, uh, every day is Stalingrad for them, as I call it. They're going to extraordinary efforts to beat these MAGA candidates. This is going to be a pitch battle from now until the end. That's why I said the other day that we're at war. It's an ideological and political war, but it is uh, hybrid warfare, right? Psychological, information, all of it. And just plain old pure political muscle. And that means getting people out to vote. It's absolutely critical. The fate of the nation is in your hands and you don't need to write a check. What you need to do is put your shoulder to the wheel. Use your agency. Action, action, action. We're going to talk about the precinct treasure when I get back and also go down to Mexico to talk about the invasion of America's southern border. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. It is uh, Monday, 8 August. We've got a packed show in the next hour, all the way from Ohio to Colorado, but we're really going to focus on Wisconsin. Huge, huge, huge primaries tomorrow uh, in Minnesota and Wisconsin. We did Minnesota this hour. Trying to track down Royce White. Also trying to get an update from Joe Kent. Joe Kent looks like he's going to win uh, uh, the Cook political reports that they didn't see a path to his rhino 
uh, uh, Republican, the woman who voted to impeach President Trump, didn't see a path to victory for her. But they're still slow walking Joe Kent's vote. We're going to be all over that. And next hour, we're also going to go to Ohio, talk about the races there, and to Colorado about Tina Peters. Uh, before I go to Tapachula, Mexico, and our own Oscar Blue Romero's Real America's Voice, intrepid investigative reporter uh, who has big breaking news, uh, make sure everybody goes to precinctstrategy.com. You have to get engaged. You have to participate, right? If you're in the posse, it's time to put your shoulder to the wheel. The easiest way, you can be an owner, not a donor. You do not need to write a check for this. I understand everybody's under a lot of financial pressure, particularly the deplorables, to cost enough just to stay alive. We, we appreciate that, so make sure we want to go put as many things forward as you as possible that don't cost you money. Go to precinctstrategy.com, sign up now, become a precinct committeeman. It was so wonderful at CPAC to meet so many of you that come to the precinct strategy. It was just amazing. The types of stories I heard were just it just absolutely, absolutely incredible. I think half of our posse down there had signed up at the precinct strategy, and every person told me it had changed their life for the better. That was the amazing thing. Let's go to Tapachula, the intrepid Oscar Blue Ramirez. Oscar, you've got some absolutely <laughs> stunning news. Talk to us about what you found out has just gone on with the Mexican government and these uh, illegal aliens or migrants that are marching north up from Central America and South America, and quite frankly, from all over the world through Mexico to the southern border of the United States. And to be more excited, Mr. Bannon, good evening. The Pomar just released how many entities have entered since January, and it's more than 100 entities, Mr. Bannon. But now, breaking news for now for everybody, the Mexican government found another way or another pathway for documentation for migrants to move to the north borders. And it is called a letter, definitive letter of expulsion of the country. What this letter will do is uh, there's two types of letters. One that says letter of expulsion that the migrant or the so-called undocumented individual, it is expelled from the country to the south border or to the north border. This means that if they're expelled and they walk to the north borders, the number one that is going to be responsible now, it is the United States government. The Mexican government has found a way to go around the, the state of Mexico policy. If there is another, you know, a, a way that they're going to implement against this policy, Mexican government has found a way. And with this letter of expulsion, as soon as the individual arrives to the United States of America, will not be eligible to be returned back to Mexico because he's expelled from our country. So now the United States government, it is obligated to keep the migrant or ultimately to deport them back or return them back to their native country, Mr. Bennett. Hold it, Oscar. This is a blog. <laughs> You're telling me if they come across and they're, and they're not they're not adjudicated or they really don't have the ability to, to get asylum, we don't have the opportunity now just to send them back across the river, that we actually have to send them back to the country of origin, which could be the Caribbean, could be Latin America, heck, it could be Ukraine. Is that what you're saying, that the Mexican government is just just implement it? Yes. The Mexican government has been given out a letter that is called letter of expulsion. You're expelled from the country. You cannot come back to the country of Mexico. That ultimately, it is prohibiting you from entering again, whether it is a deportation or not. You're going to be returned back, but ultimately, you cannot touch Mexico, Mexican territory. Now, the American uh, government needs to understand that the Mexican government, it's given out these letters of expulsion. And ultimately, migrants are taking that responsibility of saying, I just got this document and this document, they're expelling me. So I want to go to the United States of America. I don't want to go to Guatemala. So I'm being expelled in their mind and their, their logic. They're being expelled to the northern border. So when they arrive to the northern border and they cross undocumented through a non-port of entry, the one that is going to be responsible, Mr. Bannon, is going to be the American government now. Here's what I don't. Is this because of the pressure we saw, the economic pressure, and really the violence and anarchy we saw in Tapachula and Zixla uh, two weeks ago when these caravans got so big and they got out of control and it looked like it could become very dangerous? Is this because the Mexican government saying, hey, the last thing we can do, it was bad enough they came up through here, but under no circumstances. Can we have a, a big swath of these people come back, particularly the fighting age males? Yes, absolutely. And it has to do with where I'm behind. Right now, it is the migrant station, Siglo Ventuno, which is actually deporting migrants that they're agitators and in a way infiltrated individuals that they have bad records from Venezuela, that they have been arriving here and that they have been detected by the intelligence agency of Mexico. 
they, the number that they have been uh, deporting from past weekend to now is 727 individuals that they have been deported all the way back to Caracas, sir. So they're actually deporting on a daily day basis. And another thing that it was uh, informative today, it is affecting this open border policies that you have said multiple times, Mr. Bannon, it is affecting our country of Mexico. Today, there was a protest of Mexicans that they were blocking their streets because they want to convert a central of integration for education for young people if they want to convert it into a shelter the mexicans were protesting and saying we don't want to do this anymore we want our integration center to be for the mexicans not to convert it into a shelter sir they were going to take a, a education center for young mexican children and convert it into a way station for the uh for for the uh for the migrants yes sir a shelter and today the a whole shelter. community blocked off yes a whole community blocked the whole street blocked it from east uh, to west and from north to south, demanding the government of Mexico and demanding the municipal the municipal president of Tapachula, also the governor, and also there was a banner, a complete big banner directed to the Mexican president saying, we are feeling replaced. We are feeling that we're not a priority in our own country. Why are you taking away this, this, uh, this study center for our youth, for our people, that you got technical careers, that we are applicable for our citizens, and you're putting a shelter, uh, replacing this uh, for a shelter, sir? Uh, Oscar, what is your social media and how do people follow you? Thank you so much, sir, for the invitation. Oscar Blue on Getter, OscarBlueRamirez.com, and ultimately, Oscar Blue Ramirez and Real America's Voice, sir. Thank you. The Real America's Voice intrepid reporter. You be safe down there in Tapachula. Absolutely heartbreaking what's going on to the Mexican people. And now the Mexican government has given letters of expulsion, so you cannot send these fighting-age males back, which means they got to stay here in the United States. Okay. Stick around the next hour. We're going to go to from Mexico. We're going to go to Wisconsin. It's a firefight up there about the decertification of the Biden electors. And it's all going to play at the polls tomorrow in the Wisconsin primary. Also an update on Tina Peters in Colorado. Be back in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.